Hi, talkers. It is hour three of Lori and Julia, which means we're one hour and two days away where you can hang out with them down at the State Fair. But tell them we've got some J-Lo and Benefer pictures hanging out there with us. Study of Duh. And then we also have those James, Taylor's t- James Taylor tickets to give away at some point during this hour. So listen in for that opportunity. We feel well, like the, the time the is now. The opportunity is now. Right now for James Taylor. All right. Uh, we need two. Are we going to take two sob stories? Yes, let's or take two, two s- Sob stories of why you should be put us in the terrible position of, of picking you over another person to yes. get tickets to go see James Taylor James and his all-star band at Excel Energy Center. How old is James Taylor? Uh, he's got to be. I mean, he's probably getting mean, up there. Our legends. I mean, this, we need the, to see them. Yeah, this and is going to be. I mean, I thought about great. okay, Charlie Watts. He okay. dies. Drummer of the Rolling Stones. How in the world? Give us a buzz, by the way, at six five one six four one one zero seven one. How in the world are we going to deal with it? Like when Mick Jagger or Keith Richards or Cher or for you Barbara Streisand go? We already dealt with Prince, Larry. Well, but. That was just so shocking and unexpected. Okay, so, but these are people who have lived good, long lives. Well, like in the last, in three days, we lost three legends. Don Everly, Tom T. Hall, the storyteller, and Charlie Watts. And all of them, 78, 79, Let's take three callers. Three. No, is that too much? I don't know. Should we take three? Let's get one more in there. I'll get, right. Let's start. Hold on. I'm going right. to get one more. You guys talk. I'll grab right, one In the more. last three late days, we lost Charlie Watts. Don Everly mm-hmm. and Tom T. Hall. I mean, they always say that, you know. The this le- is what which, happens when you age. Yeah. And people I mean, we age just, too. And I, you think of your legends as they're always right. going to be here. And, of course, we've got the music. But it is going to be his wife. They've been together for 57 years. Well, the Stones have been together 58 years. I, isn't that something? Yeah. That's just something. I think. Lori, I agree with you. The Prince thing was so out of the blue and shocking. Then everybody, you know, like everybody, you know. It was just it, such a surprise yeah. because no one knew about his drug use, you know, to deal with don't his pain. His addiction, His Julia. addiction, I'm sorry. I don't like the stigmatizing use right. of the word drug use, okay? okay. <laughs> I hate to say that to you on your birthday and put you in your place. But I do not like that. Yeah, but he had an addiction. You're right. Yes. yes. And his, we didn't know about it. And his addiction Most people probably don't know about gay, came from a place of physical pain. Yes. Which we have, you know. Which is, most of those addictions come from. They do. Right. With that, okay, with that. who do we have? We right? have Tracy with us first here. All right, Tracy, okay. your contestant number one. Oh, dear. I'm writing notes. Tracy. Tracy. in a bad position, Tracy. Hi. Hi, honey. We're bad at this, but tell us why you think you should win the tickets. Well, it's actually kind of a sad story. I just lost my granddaughter to SIDS. No! With me. I think it would be really wonderful. Okay, that is a really super sad story. To take your daughter? Yes, I'd love to take my daughter with. Okay. All right. All right, Tracy, now we're going to put you on hold. We'll come back to you here. We're going to go to Beth right now on line two. Beth, what's your sob story to try to get these tickets for James Taylor? I feel bad. I've been calling I, it a I sob do story. Do right no, 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 just I, I've already... sad story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I should say I'll just relinquish to her <laughs> because I feel that... I don't think I deserve them after hearing that. So, oh, oh thank you. I I kind of feel this is a hard one, Lori. Well, we've got one. Oh, yeah, I Beth, I want you to just tell us your story anyway. No, it it was just going to be, I would just appreciate a date with my husband. Oh, that's beautiful. Just to have something planned to look forward to. 
I mean, we've been, we're very blessed. I, it just seems like almost as the kids get older, like high school age, mm-hmm. I thought it'd be easier to do things, and it's just Not. finding it more difficult. But right. I, I, I will gladly relinquish my chance to get them. So. Wow. Beth, you're so sweet. I know it, and thank you for listening, And Beth, Beth, wait till the empty nest happens. I know. Okay, you're going to love it. It's going to take... It's a hard time that you're in. It's going to take like six months after the nest is empty, you know? Okay. Because really, it's strange. It's a strange time, but then... Beth, I don't know, you're going to find yourself ironing naked one day. I don't know what it'll be, but... (laughs) Yeah, no, something to look forward to. And again, I just, you know, you thought it'd be easier as the kids got older. But yeah, uh, yeah but, you know, I'm just happy that I got to talk to you guys today. Oh, well, Beth, Beth did you, you want to wish Julia a happy birthday? <laughs> Stop, Lori. Yes. Happy birthday, Julia. And oh. I grew up in the same area, like Highland Park. Oh, you did. yes. Beth, thank you. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate yes. it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right, let's talk to Christine and see what Christine All right, has Christine. to say. Christine. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Happy birthday, Julia. Thank you. All right. Well, okay, I'll just tell you my story. Um, so this summer was supposed to be my big summer of fun because I didn't have any fun last summer at all. Yes. Yeah. So I was selling my house, and we had to paint and do, and it was just awful. So anyway, we bought bikes, and my husband and I, and we went biking, and it was supposed to be this big summer of biking and fitness and fun for us, and I got into a bike accident. I wiped out on my bike, and I broke my ankle, like, really, really, really bad. (laughs) I had to have surgery, put a plate in it, the whole thing. I broke my hand. Oh, my God. I spent the whole summer in a wheelchair in bed. Like, I couldn't do anything. People had to bring me food, and I was literally stuck in bed 24-7, or if I got up, it was in a wheelchair. Oh, Beth, did you have your foot in in the pedals? No, but okay. it was one of those electric bikes, and it was really heavy, and it just fell over on me, and oh. I just, like, busted the crap out of my ankle and my hand, both. You oh. and Simon Cowell, because he, he broke, broke his, his back. back on his electric bike. Right, those darn electric bikes. And then it gets worse, if that's possible. So then, just, you know, after two and a half months, I finally got the cast off my hand, because I had hand surgery, too. Oh. Surgery on my foot and my hand. Oh, no. I, I get both casts off. I'm, I'm starting to relearn how to walk. I mean, it's a whole thing. It's yeah. just unbelievable. And then I get a headache, and I'm like, what the heck? I don't get headaches, and I felt miserable. So long story longer, I ended up in the hospital with meningitis. Oh! Yeah, in the hospital for six days, and then I had to recover for a couple weeks after that. So I was like, what is going on? This is the worst summer ever. So far, yeah, you're kind of winning that one with this uh, story here, Christine. Good grief. I haven't gotten to do anything. It's just been miserable. I've been laid. I have a whole new empathy for people who are handicapped in wheelchairs because I had almost three months to know how that feels. And then meningitis on top of it. It was just my boss couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) And then on top of, you know, last summer already, you know, I mean, not being a fun summer, the whole 2020, 
yeah. the drummer. The, the, he might have not been the you know peacocking Mick Jagger and all right. of that. I love this story about Charlie. You know, the one time getting mad at him. Don't ever call me your drummer. You, I, you're my bleeping singer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that happened back in the eighties in Amsterdam. So Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. You know, they're doing their thing, heading up the Rolling Stones. Five in the morning, partying in Amsterdam, Mick Jagger calls up Charlie Watts in his hotel room and he said, get me my drummer. So then Charlie Watts is like, fine, I'll get you your drummer. He puts on his suit, Savile Row, custom tailored, shows up at Mick Jagger's room and is like, don't ever call me your drummer again and punches Mick Jagger in the face. Mm -hmm. So it was, I think the one Keith Richards doesn't, he wrote about that in his memoir, Life. Yes. He shared that story. Yeah. Well, and Charlie Watts, by all means, it was kind of like a story like Ringo Starr joining the Beatles. So Mm -hmm. that story is that Ringo Starr was a big drumming sensation on the Liverpool music scene. And then he joined the band when Pete Best was kicked out. So Mm -hmm. he was kind of like a last minute replacement. It was like, ooh, Ringo Starr, man, he's got his own band and he's got a car and he's like older and we look up to this guy. Kind of same with Charlie Watts. Yeah, because they couldn't afford him. They're like, Keith Richards, like, we literally had to shoplift to get him to guarantee him five pounds a week because that's what he was getting drumming for jazz, you know, uh, combos around London. Uh, yeah, around London because Charlie Watts he had an advertising career. He wasn't he was in like illustration, and he was just gigging on the side, going around London. And so it was like, yeah, the rest of the guys had to save their pennies to be able to afford Charlie Watts yeah. to join the band, and he eventually did in 1963. Mm-hmm. So you know, really just a, one of those monumental losses in the world of music today. Yeah. Let's move on to some more music news. Kanye West decided that he wants to change his name. To? Oh, he's a pain. Mm-hmm. But to what? Yay. Just yay. Yay or ye? Ye. Ye? Yay. Ye. Okay. So, Puffy did this. No, no, no. But listen, he legally, tell us what he legally wants to do. So Kanye West filed legal documents in Los Angeles asking the court to give him a new name, going from Kanye Omari West to simply ye. Yay. Now, that's the nickname that Kanye's been going by for years, and he just wants that to be legal. Simply Y-E. Okay. It's weird to me because Kanye was always proud. He would he referred to himself in song as Mr. West. He was like very proud of being Donda West's son. He mm-hmm. made Kim Kardashian brand everything Kim Kardashian West. His kids are named East, South, and North. North, yes. I mean, for crying out sight, if he wants to change the direction. And she still has West in her surname. Okay, I hope she drops it. I'm just going to say, this is, a, he is. He's just, over the association, too. He's just, he's so, he so needs so much attention. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's doing another Donda performance, uh, album performance. I don't know what we would call it. Just a a gathering, a situation at Soldier Field in Chicago on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Rumor has it that he's building a replica of his childhood home in the middle of Chicago's Soldier Field. Oh, my gosh. That is this money and time. Money and time and art. Lori. Yeah. This is an art performance. Now, we don't know when we're going to actually get Donda released in its entirety for the rest of the world. So you have to go to these streaming parties in order to yeah. listen to this album. I am relieved for Kim that she's finally oh. going oh, to be hello. done. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm kind of relieved for his kids that they just get to have like magic time with their dad here and there. 
Right. And they don't have to live with him. Yeah. So, you know, and Kim has shown up. She showed up at, in Atlanta to support Kanye at one of oh, these yeah. listening parties. So, yeah. you know, whatever kind of arrangement that they can get to that's amicable, I bet there's probably a lot of breathing room now that they can yeah. just formally have their separate lives now, legally. Right. And now Chris is going, okay, Kim, you don't have to be KKW anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's time for a rebrand, which yes. by all means she's doing. Don't know exactly what the yeah, new yeah. beauty brand for Kim is going to be. Yeah, but it's easy if he's dropping the name. Yeah, exactly. Why can't she? There you go. Uh, let's go and stay in the world of music. This is concerning the ongoing criminal trial of R. Kelly. So a witness in court today who's going by Jane Doe testified in a federal court that during an interview with Gail King in 2019, R. Kelly was in the background controlling them and asserting his presence mm. and telling them what to do and what to say when Gail King was answering questions. Now, the, well, we uh, yeah, I think we saw that interview. We did see this interview. This was happening in 2019. Now, we don't know which woman was testifying in court today, but she says R. Kelly would cough on the set to keep them on script as taping went on. Now, we knew this because at the end of the interview, went back and watched the interview this afternoon, Gail King and Nora O'Donnell are talking about the fact that R. Kelly snuck back on the set of this interview. And you right. can hear him yes, coughing. You can. Oh, my God. And I remember us talking about this because there was like, and then the, I, you know what, if you watch Surviving R. Kelly, you know already how shocking it's going to be but it's shocking all over again to hear this what's being testified to Mm -hmm. and how long he got away with it and everyone it was an open secret yeah you know these women were talking to gail king and saying that their parents were trying to extort them and it was the parents who were pushing them to have this relationship with r kelly in a way that they were saying that their parents wanted money from these kids from R. Kelly. Now, this woman is also claiming that R. Kelly made sure that they didn't watch Surviving R. Kelly. Yeah. (laughs) Because, hello, Hello. if they watched that, then they would understand what was happening. So that's happening in R. Kelly's criminal case today. Mm. Let's go to The Real Housewives. Okay. Kelly Dodd is Mm. claiming that Heather Dubrow is pretentious and quit The Real Housewives of Orange County over her demotion to being a friend. Yeah, well, really the Hollywood speak in this is that Heather Dubrow could not believe what a rude person Kelly Dodd was. She was always, that was her from the get-go. Right. You were just like, you know when you meet someone who's just rude and has no manners? This is Kelly Dodd. And Heather Dubrow is like, she's not a rude person. She's not at so all. These she's two so never classy. got along right. on that show because they seem she's like crude. Polar Kelly opposites. Is, yeah, crude and rude. And Heather is not. She's a mom of four. She's a doctor's wife. Yes, her dresses are, you know, button tight. But what does that mean? I mean, yeah. you just like to have your dresses she's button just tight. Classy. She's just classy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's they couldn't not, be more polar opposite. She's not brassy and sassy and rude. Mm-hmm. Well, Kelly Dodd is slinging these rude claims that Heather Dubrow got demoted and it was her ego that got to her. And uh, that Kelly Dodd reiterates she got demoted. She didn't like it. Her ego got the best of her. So she quit. Yeah, but she got demoted to a friend role. So this is on Kelly Dodd's new podcast yeah. called Rick and Kelly Unmasked. Oh, oh so that oh, is course. so sad Unma- on her own. Of course it's unmasked. And of course she got herself right off of the show because she was such a, yeah. yeah. She's right, basically speaking for herself too. Yeah. And she didn't even get demoted to friends. She just went from 
zero, hundred to negative twenty thousand. Yeah, oh, that's the dirt today. Oh, Happy thanks. birthday, Julia! Thanks, Enjoy Kelly. your mid-afternoon dot treats. Yes. Thanks. Going to. It's Tuesday, which means it's time for a duh. 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 This duh. is the study duh. of duh, duh. with noted duh. academic duh. journal skimmer Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that duh. Everybody knows. That's right. They had to do a study to find out how much of your monthly grocery list ends up in the garbage. Oh, I'm curious about this. Okay. Well, Here's what we're finding out, Julia, is that we're finding out that the average American spends nearly $1,500 on food they'll never eat. Hmm. Isn't that something? Well, That's almost a fifth of your grocery bill, people. That's after every shopping trip. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah, we wait. I find that every time we go to the grocery store, it's always clean out what we didn't use and put in the new stuff. It's it gets me upset. The part of in my refrigerator that gets the least attention. amount of attention mm-hmm. would be the produce drawer. Oh, because it always spoils. Yep. Before I get to it. Yeah. We have good intentions. Oh, the best at the grocery store. So the number one way is, of course, stick to your list. If you make one. Mm-hmm. Well, you should make a yeah, list. Yeah, I know you said should. That would be the thing for food waste. Nobody is perfect when it comes to food waste, but we should just kind of keep that in mind. And people feel guilty about it. And, like, if you're married to somebody like my husband, who I don't know if your mom tried to, you know, food poison him or something. <laughs> I've never yeah, met no. anyone more paranoid well, about, about expiration dates. dates. No, no. Both of my brothers have that. What happened to them? Have, that they have become so, or was it their first wives that did it I, to it them? It wasn't my mother. Okay. But so yeah, I would say my mother wives. might be guilty of it later in life, but yeah. I, it was not. No, I don't have that thing. I mean, I said to Casey, you were in the damn army. Yeah. You thought army food was good. It was freeze dried for years. Who thinks army food is good? Right. Casey thought it was great. <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> Remember when we were at Camp Ripley and we tasted what they ate? Oh, MREs, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We used to, my dad always had a bunch of MREs around him. We oh, would, yeah. My we, dad still does. Yeah, <laughs> and we would like, he, we'd pitch a tent in, in our yard and we'd take the MREs out and just open them up just to get the What does MRE stand for? Meal ready to eat. Yep. Okay. Just to get the, like this, and it was terrible chocolate, you know, because it was like bitter, dark chocolate. Sure. But there'd be one little square of it in there, and I don't know. We just thought it was fun peeling open the can. and Oh, yeah. Eating up and the seeing water. the chef's surprise inside. But like, you know, you only eat an MRE, like if you're out, you know. On trail, as it were. Uh, yeah, basically. It's not called that when, yeah. Yeah, but if you're out on a march or you're, you know. Actually, you know, somewhere where there isn't a mess hall. Right. Or you could be my dad who's just holding on to him in case of a disaster. In case, right. In case <laughs> of a disaster. Is your dad, he's got a supplies. He's got, yeah, he's got enough for uh, him and my mom for a few months. And then if something really goes to heck, yeah. we, if me and Lily came out there, it'd be half as much. But yeah, he's, right. he always tells me, he's like, I got enough for us to survive. I got enough, okay. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's funny. And then 50% of people say they usually buy and end up wasting the same foods every month because they think they'll get around to eating it. I would agree. Yeah. So, I would agree. And especially if you're solo meal. Yes. I difficult. mean, so why, why even bother? Right. Okay. I mean, so, those that lettuce goes bad so quick, I, as far as I'm concerned. Especially when you don't eat it. 
<laughs> and you avoid the drawer. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, you know what? There's my, no carbs in that drawer. I'm not you, opening it. No, I'm going right. to tell you. I got to be honest about that drawer because I like to buy the bag lettuce where everything, the dressing, the seasoning, mm-hmm. the croutons, everything's yeah. combined. That drawer now is really bags of the what the stuff was inside the bag. Yeah. So it's all the croutons, the dressings that I will maybe use someday. But that takes up a lot of space. It certainly does. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another study. And I feel like this is a study of duh. Okay. But just based on my experience by going to different people's houses, my own house, my parents, people hoard their plastic bags. I can't. 62 I percent, have so many. 62% of Americans admit to being plastic hoarders because they can't bear to throw it out unless they put it to a use. This is this is, this a, is an issue. Yeah, yeah my I, mom has it. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> is an issue, too. though, and the only place to bring your bags is like to Cub Foods, Luns. You Luns, can you bags. could do it, okay? Because mm-hmm. they don't take them a lot of places, yeah. so it's not you can't recycle the bag. Right, you don't. And people want, get very anxious about it. I, they feel overwhelmed and they don't want to do it. So everybody ends up having a plastic bag. With a bag, put their. Yeah, I have bag. a shelf yeah. in my garage, and yeah. I have a shelf in my. At my yeah. house. Do you know any dog owners? Well, they're too big for poop. That's right. They like a newspaper they sleeve. Like, yeah, they like the little ones. <laughs> the newspaper sleeves are yeah. good. They are now, good. The, I, the, the plastic bags are way too big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, plastic habits. People are, we just, we can't, we can't bear it. We can't bear <laughs> to get rid of our plastic bags. We are in a recycling limbo. We want to find a place it's to really do it. It's really silly. I rarely, I try not to take them. Yes. Because I'll just shove everything in my handbag or just, they're like, do you want to make it? No, no. I got this. And then I've yeah. got five different items right. and I'm carrying out. I try. Anyway. And I try to use the recycle ones, but of then course. if you forget. Yes. All right. Well, well, all right. That is a duh. Here's a duh. Here's another duh for you. And that is that uh, pedaling, ped, pedaling, that's a new word, petting and cuddling. Oh, Pedaling. I like pedaling. that. I like that, Laurie. I meant to say petting and cuddling with a dog can significantly enhance your well-being. Oh, of course. It reduces your stress. I mean, duh. Okay. But we've come up with a new word, pedaling. pedaling. Should we I, want to combine petting and I, cuddling? I like that. And uh, so this was, though, from the University of British Columbia, and they specifically wanted to look at, I mean, it's duh, of course, people love hugging their dogs, but they looked at studying and um, how therapy dogs significantly enhances the well-being of people who have physical handicap issues or mental, anything where they need extra help. It really, we know, we always knew that spending time with dogs was beneficial and helpful. We always knew that spending time with therapy dogs and having one, yeah, but we just didn't know why. Well, why? Well, I'm going to tell you because Julia. we do know that's true. So um, they found out that um, the therapy dogs. What's they? This was in the journal um, Anthro Zoo. Oh, Anthro Zoo. Which I got to say, Julia is new to my skimming. <laughs> And um, <laughs> you're not sure how they lay out I'm, the stories, I, where to find the headline. I'm not sure exactly if I know why. You get, oh, come on. You need to figure for, this. It's well, a, a therapy dog. If someone has stress or anxiety or um, 
a loneliness or something like that the the uh, the way it is a way of keeping your stress in check but again i don't know why because i didn't finish skiing. i love this by okay. hugging and yeah you know, being... my my dog is a certified therapy oh, dog okay. so, you know. so it takes Tell hours us. and hours and hours of training they have to it's not a service dog which is like the full-time service you yeah, know this with the is a therapy. therapy but they're more than a like your self-help dogs that people bring on plays a therapy dog has to go through rigorous training they have to pass multiple tests well they'll walk by a stake without even flinching mm-hmm. then they can go into hospitals we used to take bow into gillette's hospital for kids right. Right. going through cancer and they could hug him like you said and bring down the anxiety the pure joy of seeing an animal as big as Bo would calm them down nursing homes we would do it with him with yes. it's, okay. it's it, they're there for not necessarily the therapy of the owner right but to help out other people and what the university of british columbia is that they were advocating that if if schools had the budget the means or whatever colleges oh to have dogs ha- around have dogs in school because there's going to be so much anxiety with mm-hmm. returning to school. Yeah, right after what everyone's been home for going us. through, Some, and right. then Delta variant, right. so it's all going. So that this that was where they oh. were going with the whole yeah. therapy Thank dog, you. and it seems like yeah. Grant skimmed my journal for me. Thank, thank God. You, Grant. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I just have been there. So yeah. right, so you know, so you know, yeah. there's a difference. So you, Bo, is a therapy dog. Bo, our oldest wolf dog, is a therapy dog, and I give all the credit in the world to Lily for that. But that was ours. It's not like you can just get a letter. You have yeah. to do serious training for that certification. They, well, that's cool. Did you say you could walk by a stake? You can. Yeah, yeah they can dog, walk by a tree. Right? A dog can walk mm-hmm. by. They walk in a circle with like an aggressive person with food with wow. with any type of treat, and they have to not flinch and be like because they have to be perfectly behaved dogs if you're going to bring them into let's say a hospital right. or a nursing home where they're not going to overreact and cause more anxiety right. like you were talking about right. so they have to be as that's why my dog Bo if he was they're here right now zen dogs exactly a therapy dog is your version of a buddhist yep oh. i could have both sitting right here <laughs> it is basically therapy dogs of the dalai lama yep of dogs i love it yep you say bark they say how loud you you, you know they are the most Chill. caring kind well-trained yeah. wow. dogs the Dalai Lama dog. The Dalai Lama dog. I love that. All, All right, right well, we learned something new. We did. All right. Don't say you never learned anything in the study of dog. When we come back, pedaling. Pedaling. That's right. When we come <laughs> back, um, I don't know. Chef's we'll tell price. you. All right. Are you excited, Lori, for the Dexter return? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I will because I hope they got it right because that was a great show. That had a horrible, horrible last season. Horrible. Did you watch that, Grant? I did, yes. Okay, so even Showtime said we kind of did it a disservice at the end. Oh, they knew it. And I think yeah. a showrunner had left. Yeah. I mean, they had a couple of different things that go wrong. But when a series is great and it can end great, I think of like Six Feet Under or Sons of Anarchy or Breaking Bad or The Americans. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when they have like a really satisfying conclusion or the sopranos i mean i even Another loved one. how that one I ended. Too. I, but yeah that show just ended with a thud terrible and i homeland hate, ended well yes i know you guys don't like follow-up questions but i've always wondered what is the real role of a showrunner i always hear about the oh, importance oh, of that but oh. what is the real role so of the showrunner is the person who has the vision for the show so the writers, writers report, report to them, them. They are working with the director on the Common actors. Thread. They're oh. like they're, the visionary. They're basically they are the they vision. They map it they, out. They're 
Oh, I always thought it was like an intern, to be no, honest with no you. It way. sounds really stupid. That's but the I, paper I, runner. Yeah. yeah, okay. So the showrunner is keeping the vision of everything so the director, you know, who's ever directing it, they're working with the actors, mm-hmm. costuming, got writing, it. and they're like keeping, the the overall, they're seeing the whole flow. They've got, got, got the vision of where the story's going, what's happening. How they see it ending. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Sorry to take your time there, but I, I, I've always no. wondered. I've always wondered what that was. So it's, okay, it's, that's right. It's probably inside Julia and I have been doing this a long time. Yeah. We probably do some insider talk. There okay, so Jennifer Carpenter, yes, who played his sister, who we was married. Michael C. Hall's wife for like a year and yes. a half. She is coming back, and she will do a full fledged. She will be a full fledged series regular. How nice. does that work? Though? Yeah. What's the ending? I don't know. She'll be Flashbacks? playing a new and imaginary iteration of Deborah. Oh, oh so he's, he's gonna going to imagine Deborah. He's going crazy is there because her. yeah, Deborah yeah. doesn't make it. Nope. Well, that's what we said. Yeah, for people who wanted to catch you up. You can't spoil a show that has been off the air for it's eight 2013. years. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like saying spoiler alert for Gone with the Wind. Scarlett realizes <laughs> What's she loved Red all along, and she mooned over Ashley all those years for nothing. You know, it's true. Yeah. Or spoiler alert: Jaws. You know, the captain of the ship is going to end up getting bit in half. There's a statue of limitations when it comes to spoiler alerts, yeah, right? I think so. <laughs> I think oh. so. Sorry, Jules. That's all right. Then tomorrow we're going to do a whole different thing with our James Taylor tickets. We're going to oh, finish we, the lyrics. It, yeah, that's going to be. That's yeah. a fun one. You that's shouldn't even one. have told people that. Now people will be studying it. Well, there's a lot of songs. There's a lot of songs, and there's a lot of pressure. And Grant, to finish you're going to get that lyrics. ready for us tomorrow. Right? I will have that ready to rock and roll. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so Jennifer Lopez, uh, she would like people to redirect their attention to J Lo Beauty. Uh, she wore a beautiful neon dress, and Holly posted that, and then also posted. You know, um, Ben Affleck just casually looking in the Tiffany window at the Century City Mall with his uh, son and his mom. Do you think? Okay. Oh, yeah, I do. I do think that they are going to get married. I hope they do. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I really do. I think, I mean, they know now. And the fact that they're doing all this kids stuff together, they're seeing how that looks and yes, feels. Yes, they're seeing how that looks and feels. Yeah. Exactly. Can you imagine all the photos A-Rod would release if he found out they got engaged just to try to one-up them a little oh, bit? A-Rod. <laughs> oh, A-Rod. Yeah. Oh, A-Rod. Yeah, and you know what? She, there's only, it's so great. I love how um, shady Entertainment Tonight and Extra, but everyone has been playing the clip They've showed it a few different times of Jennifer Lopez, and I think she was sitting down with, um, it was either Entertainment Tonight or one of the morning shows, and it was the only time, because it's the only clip I've seen them replay, but where she said, you know, the reporter just point blank, did, is he the guy who broke your heart? And she said, yes, he is. That's the first time I've had my heart really mm-hmm. and truly broken. Aww. And we know from following mm. her relation, you know, Mark Anthony, she Let's, decided to, yeah, she married him, but then she left him that, you know, yes. that was her choice. Then yeah. she got involved with her backup Casper. dancer, you know, Casper, and they had like five years her of band. just having yeah. fun. And then, you know, so like, yeah, all right. It's kind of, and so they keep playing it and showing it and she, you can just, you know, you're you like, see it. you see Why it. Why do Colleen and Bradley think it's a publationship? Well, because they're using the two, publicity, though. They are using it to their advantage. So what? Who cares? It's right? been it's given us life this summer. It's been the summer. And what, what, what would those two knuckleheads had if we didn't have Benefer? What would they? What would there have been publicationship been? 
they just always, there's always, they're Hollywood. It's, they have publicists who, I yes. mean, yes, that's just a given, but this relationship is, is real. for real. It is for and real. And if they are doubting that, I'm going to have to give them each a spanking when I see I don't think I they're doubting that. it. <laughs> I don't yeah. Think so. I just think they're really using publicity to their advantage, which I think they're good which, at. That you is should. a duh. Rightfully yeah. so. And, and a duh. that everybody is what. Knows. Yeah. Everybody, everybody lies knows. and everybody smokes. Those two kids know that better than anybody. Well, they always say it. About Hollywood, you That's know? That's true. No, you would be crazy not to. I just wonder if they will be at the Met Gala together or if that's too close to the Venice Film Festival. Because the Venice Film Festival is yeah. like the 19th. Or is the Met Gala taking a step down because they're just going to Because they invited a TikToker? A, a ton of them. Yeah. Of influencers. Well. They, is that going to be the new? No, Julia. Okay. No. You say no. I say no. I say it's I It's a know. trend. It'll go for a minute and it'll be out right away. It'll I think be it'll something be something else. You and think so? Julia and yeah. I will be starting it and that's all we know. <laughs> Happy birthday, Julia. Thanks, everyone. Happy birthday. Thank you. Everyone have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.